So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. I was going to go pee, but I think it's just like a nervous, like, maybe I have to pee. Right. Okay. Fine. Um, Well, anyway, (laughs) welcome to Feature Creep. (laughs) Built-in microwave. Semicolon. That that one that we haven't figured out what we're going to call it yet. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really know what this is about. Yeah. This is going to be another short episode. I think basically this will be more coverage of the um, coronavirus. You know, ostensibly we'll talk a little bit about that, just mostly because we had a personal experience today of... um, Hilarious absurdity. Hilarious absurdity. So... We're here in San Diego right now, and we uh, we went to the grocery store to do some normal grocery shopping. Normal, like not like oh no, what are we going to do? Grocery shopping, like shit. Right. We ran out of all of our normal stuff, and yeah, then of- more like shit. I ran out of milk. Let's go to the grocery store. We'll get a few things, and and then we might have someone come visit this week. So right. we were like, oh, we'll get a couple. Like we'll get some cheese, some bread, maybe some wine. Yeah, um, just a couple of things. I, yeah, whatever normal people do to have when you have guests over, I wouldn't know what that is. I'm just emulating what mm-hmm. I've read online about how right. to, or in, um, what's that book, Emily Post. What I've heard from people who have friends is... Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I I just, I personally feel like it's perfectly fine to treat your imaginary friends the same way you would your, what other people ostensibly call real friends. Mm-hmm. Um, just because mine aren't be. actually tangible doesn't mean I can't. Yeah try to live a normal social life hmm. yeah right so yeah we go to we go to trader joe's <laughs> right and um yeah so we go to trader joe's and how do we set the scene it took us okay so like maybe 15 minutes to find a parking space yeah and it wasn't like lunch rush hour it was um it was a week you know it was friday one in the afternoon on one friday the, the 13th 2020 right and there, there we are, just parking lot, just mm. packed full of people looking for parking spots. And, and this was right after someone we know told us, oh, all of the school is canceled until April 3rd. Yes. Like today, they were like, hey, guess what? Your kids don't have shit to do for the next three weeks. You better figure that out. So everyone... Everyone was... Yeah. It's telling at the grocery store because the things that were missing were the things that like you can tell your kid over the phone from work to put in a microwave and heat up. Yeah. Right. It right. was like safe for your kids to make this for themselves food. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, for instance, the only pizza variety that was left in the frozen food section. Oh, God. It was, wasn't even pizza. It's like so. They it was a those, pizza crust. Yeah. Made of. It was broccoli and kale. Kale. It was like the kale pizza crust. <laughs> and it was um, I like it might be very good, but it was kind of really hilariously telling that all other frozen goods were gone. And right. then there was just the full stack of people just had decided, yes, we're clamoring for calories and things that we can freeze and keep a long time. Yep. But that's not food. Right. And then like all of the shelves with non-perishable stuff or like shelf stable stuff, like soups and crackers. Totally and, like, gone. Gone. All gone. There was bread. Mm-hmm. A lot of pears, which lot of pears. we love pears. Pears bread. are great. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of grapes. Um, all it, hilariously, this is the funny part. Like all these people went out and bought like panic food mm-hmm. and panic toilet paper. Right. <laughs> so silly. Um, everybody went out and bought this panic food, and what was left behind was like all the great food that we normally eat anyway. Like yeah. we got some anchovies, we got a bunch of salad, we got heirloom tomatoes, cheese. we got like four types of Milk, cheese, burrata, yep, uh, mozzarella, Basil, fresh mozzarella. Tomatoes, we yeah, we yeah. like. Like the type of food that you actually live well off of. We got a Bordeaux. Yeah. 
I mean, holy crap. We mm -hmm. got like three bags of groceries, like two dozen eggs. No, not two dozen, a dozen eggs. No, no two, dozen two eggs. dozen eggs. I got two dozen yeah. eggs. We've got some quiche. I don't even know how we're going to, we should just make quiche. Yeah, we could. See, mm -hmm. we can because the other quiche is frozen. Right. It'll keep. Right. So yeah, basically like, we, and when we walk in, like the fact that there was no parking, mm -hmm. like the words Hobbesian nightmare came to me while. Tell me about that. While we were trying to find parking. So Thomas Hobbes wrote a book called Leviathan. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a philosopher. And the book is about the hypothetical state of nature. Uh -huh. uh, it doesn't claim he, like Hobbes never made the claim that there's the, the state of nature refers to an actual period of human existence. Mm -hmm. It's the, the sort of existence where everyone is only for themselves and no progress can be made because literally all of your own time is spent defending the meager survival things that you have from other people who are just basically trying to survive. Right. So a Hobbesian nightmare would be basically like a state of nature car when you're in like gridlock on the freeway and people start acting real shitty and aggressive and crazy towards each other mm -hmm. Hobbesian nightmare gotcha. when you're at the grocery store yeah. and you walk into trader joe's and you can tell immediately upon entering yeah that all of the empty shelves yeah are because the people in line like 20 people deep standing in line yep all of the cash registers have just stripped the store to the point where it looks like it's like a, a former Eastern Bloc country it's and nuts. the bread lines. I, I'm one of the, I was talking to one of the, um, what's hilarious about that too. And terrible is that it's all voluntary. Like yeah. this is not actually necessary. Any of this. Right. And I was talking to one of the, um, the employees at the store and, and I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, I don't think I've ever seen it this busy on a Friday like this or just so, so decimated. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and she was like, yeah, she's like, well, eventually people are going to run out of storage space for all of this food. So, you know, when the next shipment shows up, they probably won't be able to come here and hoard that as well. Um, yeah. They'll have hoarded everything already. Yeah. Um, I just think it's kind of a bummer about like some of the things that are just kind of nice. It's like toilet paper and things like that, that you don't, those things aren't going to change anything. Toilet paper is not going to save you. No, it's not going to save you at all. Um, I, there's so many, I, Running out of toilet paper is not the end of the world. It's it's a bummer, but it's what's really a bummer is the fact that that my neighbor, I mean, ostensibly, I don't know. Your hypothetical neighbor, neighbor. My hypothetical neighbor has six months worth of toilet paper now, and I don't get to have any for the next week. Right. That's that's a weird thing. Um, it's Anyway. Uh, I managed to harvest some banana leaves from the yard for you. Oh, thank goodness. It's my personal yes, gift right, to you. Right. On this Friday the 13th. Yeah, this Friday the 13th. For the pandemic, I got you fake toilet paper. <laughs> Yay. Uh, yeah, like, so the run on we'll toilet paper printer is... Papers. Like, use all the old... Uh, bizarre. Collect all the junk mail. Soak it so it gets nice and soft. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Do some at-home treatment. Or you could, like, soak it in vinegar or something. Or Perfect. Like some kind of... Yeah, it's, it's a, now it's a beauty treatment. This is, we could probably do a whole podcast on um, <laughs> this is like apocalyptic beauty uh, treatments. Well, yeah, I was going to say like apocalyptic survival. That's like tips for how to make toilet paper out of newspaper and other paper products mm -hmm. that people aren't hoarding yet. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway, ridiculous. Uh, I'll have to go post that on Twitter. See if anybody else has some tips on that. If you still subscribe to print media. <laughs> right. I mean, it's funny when you think about like what suddenly becomes valuable um, for 
reasons of scarcity and or uh, mass hysteria. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Frozen pizza and toilet paper. I'm rich. <laughs> if you have either of these things, your right. social cachet just shot through the roof. Right. Right. Social cachet. <laughs> You get invited to all the good parties. Yep. Everybody wants to hang out at your house, but you won't let them in because we're all self-quarantining right now. Remember? Right. All the, all the post-pandemic parties. Right. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it took a while. Like, we, I was laughing the whole time we were in the store because everybody looked miserable. They did. Everybody was like, like I would just love so I wish we had like mind reading powers uh-huh. so that we could just like if you were within sorry no fewer than six feet of someone yes right. uh, really important right um, but if you were like wandering around and just being close to somebody or like focusing on them uh-huh. could allow you to read their thoughts I would love to know what all of those people right were or even about. even if it was like more anonymous where there was just sort of a um like a word cloud kind of like yeah. version of it just sort of above the store. So you could just kind of see like, Oh, this is what people are thinking With about. Like while the they're most wondering, common like, words in bigger yeah, font or right. whatever. Yeah. Yep. It probably wouldn't be nearly as like exciting as your thing. It'd just be like, it'd be a lot of people being like, well, that guy's buying some toilet paper. I should probably get some toilet paper too. So I don't have to run out of toilet paper. Yeah. Just well, like stupid stuff. Like was that. it Wednesday that, our friend texted me and was like, do you, okay. So this friend of mine who lives like in another state, Mm -hmm. um, texts me out of the blue on Wednesday afternoon and says, do you have any TP question mark? And I was like, I wrote back toilet paper question mark. Mm -hmm. Like that's a weird question. Right. What? It's so non sequitur. Yeah. Um, and I wrote back toilet paper question mark and she writes back. Yeah. Uh, and then just sends me a photograph of like the empty paper product tissue uh-huh. aisle at target, like just bare and in the background, like some clothes on racks or whatever mm-hmm. and nobody in sight just right. Uh, very bizarre. And I was like, what, what is going on? Like it, it, it honestly did not occur to me that this was a concentrated concerted, effort by a very large swath of the u.s population to get enough toilet paper to last them through like a chinese or italian style months long possible military lockdown (laughs) like (laughs) like um i it's just funny to me that like as long as we've got that toilet paper thing handled, we're going to be okay. Right. Like that's where your mind goes. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. <laughs> Quick, we might be under martial law very soon for months on end. Get the toilet paper. Right. And the funny thing about that too, even so at Trader Joe's, like they still had plenty of bottled water. Yeah. And their Not booze that, section, oh, all, all the booze in the world. Like yep. nobody had even touched the like I, wine I like your or kind of, beer. Your, or, like the idea that it's like, I would have thought it'd be the opposite if you're facing, you're like, I'm going to be at home for a month with my family, get all the booze. Right. But other people are probably like, we don't need that anywhere near this, this powder keg. Yeah. It's already bad enough. Right. Um, that's, uh, that really cracked me up. Cause I just thought, wow, people are really thinking that they're going to be in for the long haul. And, and there may be, I don't know. I'm not trying to claim anything when we're sure. here, but like, yeah, I just think it's funny that people right. avoided, oh, <laughs> 
the problematic elements of the yes, grocery right, store. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, we were talking too about how like um, this. So the entire city of San Diego, and as I'm, you know, hearing from other places too, other places are canceling school and mm-hmm. doing the social distancing and things like that, canceling events, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's hilarious to me, and probably many other people out there who consider themselves in in some way an introvert. Like I'm a very gregarious person, but I'm also very introverted. It's, right, it's right. usually far to one end or the other. Yeah, um, kind of the same way. Like I need my alone time, like real deeply, big time. Yeah, yeah, I need to recharge. So, um, that's why this is perfect. Like I can just pretend perfect. I have friends, but I don't. Everyone right. can, you know. It's great. Come or go, and I don't have to deal with a real person. No, yeah, it's actually. And we did an episode on um, liminal spaces or yeah. liminality, and yes. like while we're wandering around in the chaos and right. panic and fa- fear saturated environment of Trader Joe's, yeah, it felt a little tense. I mean, not like everybody working there was just like whatever. It's fine. Yeah, and and people were polite. It wasn't. No one was. This, this wasn't what I would call mm. like a Black Friday. Like someone's going to get trampled. I was just going to say that. Right. Yeah. Nobody's going to beat somebody people up for were, a toaster. People were fine. Like it was just definitely had a vibe, like a tense vibe. It was totally tense. Yeah. But sorry, you were speaking about the liminality. Oh, yeah. well, it's just while we're standing in the store, it occurred to me like these are exactly the situations in which you and I and probably at least one or two other people listening to this podcast thrive in. Like it's just yeah. giant liminal space. Nobody knows what's going on. Right. Nobody's right. really in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all got to like turn all the rules on their head. We're all going to be like stuck in situations. We don't really know how to deal with. Right. A lot of people don't spend that much time with each other in their own homes, even because they're all working. Yep. So for some people, this is like a massive adjustment and it's terrible. And it's like, you know, taking a Scrabble game and basically flinging all the letters in the air. Yeah. But this is totally what we live for. And I was like, man, this is an introvert's dream. Yeah. And that's not to say like we're happy about the situation, but no. it is, it is, um, I just am re- really relieved that we thrive in these sets of circumstances. It reminds me a little bit. It doesn't have the same jovial nature of it that, um, we had a blackout many years ago now here in San Diego mm-hmm. and it had a very, it, it was pretty cool because people just like, it was for so long that, you know, stores were just like, well, come get food because it's no one, you know, eat it now. Yeah. Ice cream's melting. Like, right. You know, people would just go down to the corner store and they were just giving out their ice cream. They're like, it's just all going to go bad. Let's like hang out and talk. And there's mm-hmm. no power. So we can't call our friends or family or anything. And so we're just going to like hang out here and, oh, you're my neighbor and met people that I never knew before. And right. just really... um that kind of liminal space where it's like all the rules are suspended for a moment. Yep. And you're just like, well, this is a fun, interesting new take on our everyday lives. Yeah. And people um, who don't always fit into like the social fabric or the, the, you know, like ways that things are set up like you permanent left-handers, right? Like yeah. people who are always like, ah, everything's built for the other hand yeah. or, you know, like yeah. just as a, as right. a metaphor, like there right. are, there's lots of us who are like, God, why is everything in life set up this way? And then yes. when it just gets suspended for a little while, it's like, well, I can breather. breathe again. <laughs> yeah. And that's not to make light of um, the series. Like, you know, people are going to have friends and family who get sick. People are going to have friends and family who die that, yeah. you know, you may be listening to this and, at some point in your life and be like, man, that was a tough time. Like we don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, because we don't know, at least you and I make are much more comfortable with the idea of like, well, I already don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things are, things are real vague coming forward anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, this just happens to be the nature of it. And now we're dealing with it. So, right. um, yeah. 
maybe that's like maybe that's what we can add to the discussion about coronavirus is like just uh don't panic because that's not going to help anything wash your hands a lot yeah and like try to find the silver lining i mean i i'm not really an optimist so that that phrase doesn't ring true with me sure but right. my point is see if there's what any unique slime opportunities you can scrape away and find a dry spot to stand on for me right <laughs> what unique opportunities does this forced situation afford to you right like, yeah you yeah. Know. I mean, how can you, you know, how can you help or find, find your, find your own, your own joy in it, I guess, or yeah. sort of. You can still live well in the midst of a pandemic. Did we do the, um, reminds <laughs> we haven't done the, um, joy of melancholy yet. Have we, or did we? We did. Yeah. We Have recorded we? it, um, but, while we were in Arizona. Oh, right. Right. That was a good one. It was the one that we recorded, um, right before the one we recorded where you could hear your head going on the oh, microphone because right. you kept dozing off <laughs> yeah, that's right. which is hilarious and i can't remember what that one was about is it, it was, published yet i don't know if we published it yet. i'll have to look it was a storytelling episode yeah anyway um, anyway if that one's not out or you're listening to this a little later you could look through our catalog and find the joy of melancholy that one pretty fun. Melancholy. i did enjoy talking about that i was thinking about yeah. that um, um that one is set to be published the joy of melancholy will come out on the 30th of march oh all right. Well, that's something to look forward to. That might be, you know, hopefully that'll be good timing as far yeah. as things will be kind of on an upswing for everybody and we yeah. can look back on a difficult time or kind of, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mostly, I just bring that up cause you were actually like, you're not a particularly like silver lining doesn't really work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm definitely kind of, I think in the same camp at this point in my life. Like I don't, so I'm not a, I, I'm not a pessimist. I guess I'm, I'm not a cynic. No, I'm not a cynic. Yeah. I'm, I would say I'm, I hover over pessimism. Sure. Yeah. Without right. jumping all the way I, in. I guess that's fair. I'm definitely a little bit of a cynic or a little bit of a pessimist in the sense that, you know, earlier we were talking about, um, going to grad school mm-hmm. and you were talking about the experience and it was like, yeah, but I'm not one for like, setting expectations one way or the other, but I'm, yeah. I would bet good money that there's going to be something significantly disappointing about the experience at some point, yeah. like significantly disappointing, not right. like mm-hmm. not levels of like, Oh, that was a bummer. It's just gonna be like, I am real disappointed in how that turned out right at the there state of things. at the state of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that's kind of, that's definitely cynical thinking right there. Um, well, yeah, yeah. but, Practical. institutions institutions yeah sort of um stoke cynicism at times they really do yeah i mean it's um you know corporations large large entities of organized human endeavor bureaucracies. Is often bureaucracies yeah um well anyway uh i i suppose we should just kind of tag this on as a bonus episode to the um to the coronavirus when we did right. earlier yeah so we we, t- we posted a, a podcast earlier today mm-hmm. that's actual information about Right. The coronavirus, like how it works, yep. what it is as an entity, yep. what it's made up of, why treating it one way versus another is better. Wash your hands, not hand sanitizer, soap, right. soap, soap, soap. soap. Yeah. Use just soap. to reiterate, um, you know, wash your hands very frequently if you can. Yep. Um, I like frequency doesn't mean like spend most of your day in the bathroom washing your hands. It just means that. I mean, unless you, you're avoiding the other people in your house yeah, and that's the only way you can do well, it. Well, you adjust, but <laughs> you know, there should be things that trigger you washing your hands. If you go out into public and you're, you know, touching stuff, you're touching stuff or you drive your car somewhere, you do things, um, yeah. 
then then wash your hands at the next opportunity and just kind of be aware of the cycle of like my hands are clean now now mm-hmm. they're getting dirty again now they're clean now they're dirty and knowing when they're dirty is especially times when you want to be careful about touching your face and things right. like that um and then when you wash your hands obviously being thorough with using actual soap and yeah not kind of like waving them near the water and then throwing a throwing a clean paper towel into the garbage and then going out of the bathroom um which is somehow a maneuver that I've watched people do that I'm like, are you, you're in a public bathroom. I watched you basically run a finger under the sink for a moment, then grab a paper towel and throw it in the, like, what, what's going on there? You're not actually doing the stuff. What's the thinking behind that? I mean, yeah. why I like, I get you don't want to do it. So why even do it? Like, I feel like because nobody the, wants to be publicly shamed for not washing their hands in the bathroom. Right, and I know this a, because I've publicly shamed people for not washing their hands in the bathroom. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, it is funny. I just funny to me. Cause it's like, I, I do love watching kind of behavior and it's not, I'm sure I do things like this too. It's just sort of like, like the social pressure of doing it. So you fake it. Like you're just right. doing the very minimum thing that has no actual effect whatsoever. But, but people can't fully call you out. It's like, well, I did go near the sink and the water ran for a minute and then a paper towel was wasted and put in the paper, you know, in the waste bin. So yes. you're going to call me out and saying I didn't wash my hands. <laughs> oh, I didn't do it well enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the thinking is. Anyway, it's just, it's very funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, uh, Human human existence is a, a bizarre and fickle thing. I it's think. weird. Yeah, it people weird. are weird. We're weird. Everyone's weird. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, one thing that we did get to sneak in right before um, the proverbial poop hit the fan was uh, we got to see Dan Deacon perform in San Diego on Wednesday night, right before everybody canceled everything. And it felt really cool because there were very few people there compared to how many could have been. Mm-hmm. And he does a lot of audience participation stuff. So that was really fun. That was very fun. It felt like there was just a little group of people who were all It was a good vibe the same there. Thing. Yeah, I it was really, really good. I enjoyed the, um, the, the patrons. I don't know. Whatever, yeah. The crowd. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. People, he really. It was great. Yeah. So that was wonderful. Yeah. He's really great. He's the best. So that was fun because it kind of felt like, oh, this might be the last shout for a while, you know? Yep. And it also felt a little bit like um, Russian roulette (laughs) going into a crowd of people. We were like, (laughs) but we're going to do it. We're just going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Right, right. And it was worth it. It was great. Absolutely. But I don't think either of us got sick with anything. No, I think we we made it out all right. Yeah. By the skin of our teeth or something. that's um, That's our update from... Yeah. That is the, that's the news. The, fu- um, the fun half of the, the story. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was fun. I had a good time today. Um, it yeah. was definitely bizarre. I hope, I hope people are, um, doing all right if they're staying at home. I've, I've actually heard some, from a couple friends. Um, one of my friends, she said she was not actually doing very well. She doesn't do well with illness in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't get an elaboration on that, but it seemed like she was a little more, a little more freaked out. Um, oh. <clears throat> yeah. So, I don't know. I hope she's doing well. And I hope um, if you're listening to this, you're find this at least comforting or I don't, I don't know. I mean, I I, yeah. I think we're, we're not at a state of um, abject terror at this point. No. I don't think there's no reason for that. Um, you know, hopefully you're, you're just kind of. Hopefully you still... can get some like good family time out of this or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or have lots of stories to tell later. I survived the pandemic. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff that the funny thing to me is like the most stressful thing about this isn't actually like for a lot of people, like getting sick, isn't the problem. The problem is like the economic impact is massive. It's it's the like massive switch up of your daily activities and how you function in your daily life. Yeah. But I, I mean, like I worry about people that are living, you know, most a huge majority of Americans at this point are living paycheck to paycheck trying yes. to make rent or mortgages and right. working. The reason people go to work sick is because they can't afford not to go to work. Right. And the work policies aren't like, it's fine. You can take off a month and still get paid the amount of money that you need to survive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a real problem. Yeah. Um, and that I, I worry about that. You yeah. Know? Um, like I'm not, I'm not sitting so high on my horse either. So, you know, yeah, like we'll get our me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, mean, it's, uh, I am fun employed. Right, I am very fun employed at the moment as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah. So yeah, the F is falling. The F's, the F's it's real crooked. Small. It's hanging it's crooked. on by yeah. like one nail, and it's uh-huh. upside down. Yeah, any minute now, it's going to fall to the floor. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you so much for. Thanks for listening. Hang yeah. in out there. Yep. Hope you guys are doing all right. You can do it.